0: This podcast is brought to you by Pragmatic Play, a leading game developer providing player favorites to the most successful brands across
1: the industry. With an award-winning multi-product portfolio of slots, live casino, bingo, virtual sports, and more, Pragmatic Play is powering up new possibilities of play through one single API. Visit PragmaticPlay.com and discover your favorite every time. Valentina, welcome to the iGaming Next marketing podcast. This is massively overdue. We should have done this like, I don't know, seven years ago. I think we said when we founded iGaming Next. How are you today? Good. Good.
0: Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. We've been planning this podcast for ages. So I'm super excited now to start. Me too.
1: (laughs) Me too. so before we start, um, um, uh, looking from the outside, you're kind of like, for me, like the the uncrowned marketing queen of iGaming almost a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Have you received you. any awards yet? What do you feel about that title? Thank
0: you. Thank you. I feel good about that title. Yeah? <laughs> yes. oh, you
1: should definitely take uh, take that as a compliment. Uh, Thank you. I, I think you think really well. You do a lot of... Um, uh, posting and content yourself on your LinkedIn profile. You write articles, and you really uh, take the time it uh, it needs to um, look into all these new trends as they as they come up. Uh, so well done, first of all. Thank you, thank you. And uh, this is also the topic for today, right? We have uh, let's say the top five next new marketing iGaming trends that we're going to look at and discuss. So I really look forward to that. But before we do that. Um, Uh, Valentina, you're the marketing director of The Weekend, uh, and if you don't mind just giving us the one minute version introduction to Valentina.
0: Sure, sure. (laughs) So I'm Italian, as you can assume from my accent. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've been in the industry for the past eight, nine years with a marketing background spanning 17 years now. I'm a mother of two beautiful girls who are helping me out to actually stay up to date with the technologies because my eldest one is all the time playing with Roblox. Yeah,
1: they can be very helpful. Yes. Actually, yes. <laughs> you learn a lot from your jumping. Yes, And
0: my eldest one is intrigued by coding and, yeah. uh, and artificial intelligence and TikTok computers. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been lucky enough to work for other industries apart from the gaming one, uh, from automotive, entertainment, big brands in Fox International Channel, Warner Bros. Automotive, Vodafone was man, one of my first clients. Mm -hmm. And even this kind of uh, um, experience helped me out to bring within the gaming space Mm -hmm. other marketing initiatives and techniques from social media, uh, media buying, uh, affiliates, uh, SEO, and looking at the entire customer journey. Nice. I'm working now for the weekend, yeah. part of the FIAWA group, Yeah. and I'm helping and support with a great team, uh, a different uh, marketing initiative and strategy for different clients and brands operators, casino.
1: <laughs> Wonderful introduction, <laughs> but you missed one point. You also dance as a hobby, right? And that was, a, that was a big <laughs> part of uh, your uh, growing up and your teenage years and stuff True. like that. So... Trill. Share, share a little bit. I'll tell you <laughs> why because my my wife is also a dancer and ballerina for for many years and stuff that. So I have uh, been at the <laughs> dance shows and uh, training this and all these kind of things. So yeah, I'm curious Very to hear true. your story Very as well.
0: True. I, I danced for almost uh, yes, 23 years wow. and um, I was born in the small uh, town in the south of Italy yeah. and then moved to Rome when I was very, very young
1: yeah. to
0: try and uh, yes, become a dancer. Yeah. <laughs> in the meantime, I started studying and uh, I started working. So I was doing both yeah. uh, till uh, I, yes, preferred the career yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> path, Yes,
0: but I still dance and it's my hobby and my passion. Yes.
1: Nice. So you still dance today as well. Yes, oh, I do. Fantastic. I do. <laughs> and like we spoke about, uh, a little bit of a contrast moving from ballerina to iGaming. <laughs> but <laughs> but what a journey.
0: Yes, what a journey too. <laughs>
1: exactly. Great. Okay, let's, let's jump into it. So we have uh, five uh, exciting topics to, to go through. Um, the first one is really uh, virtual influencer marketing. But I would really like to start just with influencer marketing uh, and sort of hear your thoughts on. So let's just start from the beginning. Like, how do you define what is influencer marketing?
0: Yes, yes. Influencer marketing is a, a marketing type is um, an initiative, yeah. which is not um, so new. It's mm-hmm. quite an old way of approaching a brand yeah. and trying to leverage the visibility of each brand. I watched recently air the movie with uh, Matt Damon, mm-hmm. um, who was representing Sunny Vaccaro, yeah. who actually managed to sign a very important partnership with Nike mm. and launched one of the most successful shoe line the mm. Nike Jordans mm-hmm. because the partnership was with Michael Jordans, And I guess even within our industry, big brands, um, pocket stars, Univet uh, have been always working with a big celebrity. So influencer marketing, it's uh, a way of leveraging the brand mm-hmm. uh, and, and being endorsed by a big celebrity. And uh, nowadays, the big celebrity endorsement is not the only opportunity. Yeah, because you can have the big celebrities, which perhaps something that only a few big brands can afford. Yeah. Uh, But also the micro influencers, the streamers, the the creators, we are living a completely new economy. So I think both are very good marketing initiatives to create awareness, Mm -hmm. build trust. And obviously, one or another one is good or bad, depending on the goal of the brand, the company, the strategic and business objectives. Mm -hmm. And we have a couple of examples. I mean, Pokestars stars endorsed Ronaldo mm. and recently Neymar, the Brazilian football soccer, and um, uh, Bitcoin. Uh, Engage and partnered with the uh, Johnson The Rock. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think everyone knows about Stack.com and yeah. Drake collaboration. Yes. <laughs> so it's not They're something... starting to
1: be a lot of examples. Uh, yes. Both, both big A list celebrities and also tapping into more micro influencers. Yes. And, uh, yeah. For sure. Everything and there are,
0: between. there are shaping and helping uh, also the brand yeah. value proposition. Yeah. Uh, to me, um, relying on influencer marketing Mm. is really believing that the brand awareness Mm. can um, work and build trust within the players in order to then ultimately increase the bottom line. So it's a very, it's a strategically a very good marketing initiatives. I do believe though, that um, the choice of the influencer is super, super important. But every company and brand should be also taking care of all the other parts of the business. We know very well, especially when we engage with big uh, influencers or macro influencers with big followership Mm -hmm. and you launch a campaign, the hit on the website are quite high. Mm-hmm. So first of all most,
1: make your sure your website doesn't be, break. Yes, the <laughs> website number one. Be you paid stable. 1 million for an hour of yes, some uh, celebrity. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and um, you need to take care of the full uh, entire customer journey from payments to customer care. Um, and I also believe that the journey should be personalized and consistent mm consistent when you embrace such an initiative because obviously we are talking about millions millions of followers who can identify themselves with that particular influencer or celebrity or streamer and they expect things that are um kind of uh with a big affinity towards the celebrity that they are looking
1: at. Yeah, I was going to say that actually. So uh, in my simple world, uh, I would say step number one is you need to know your targeted audience really well. Who are you trying to reach? And Step two, you need to find an individual that holds influence over that target market to some extent, right? They need to be able to influence. So I know it sounds so simple, but sometimes we get carried away with these buzzwords and, and sort of forget what it stands for. And um, I also had, um, uh, I had, uh, another podcast where we spoke about sponsorships and, um, it was, um, it was Katie from Entourage. Um, and, uh, and one of the things she mentioned is that whatever budget you have for the influencer or the celebrity yourself you should have a similar size budget for the activation of that uh, of that uh, individual so obviously this is probably more on the sort of the, let's say the larger uh, sponsorships but still so if you're going to pay whatever half a million for Snoop Dogg, you should have half a million uh, also uh, for all the activations around that event uh, to to maximize the investment effectively I agree. I yeah,
0: agree. Definitely in agreement with yeah. the state. It's
1: not just yes. hiring someone. There is a lot of work that goes into figuring out who to hire, how to activate it and, and get the most out and of it. And
0: nurturing the relationship with the celebrity yeah. or the streamer or the micro-influencer yeah. because they become your brand voice. Yeah, So they're actually yeah. uh, kind of, again, shaping the values yeah. of, uh, of your brand. Yeah. So, yeah,
1: I agree. You mentioned stake.com. Uh, So they're obviously a great uh, case study, I think, uh, and someone who embraced, let's say, the streaming world and and influencers and also Drake and and, and others uh, to a large extent. So, like, uh, why do you think they have been so successful at this? What is the secret sauce that they have applied? Question number one. Question number two, they have been doing it for quite some time now. They were really pioneers. They were one of the earlier ones to do it can you still do it today or has it sort of lost its effect now because it's uh, not as, uh, let's say, uh, I think to a large extent, they were also riding the Twitch wave, if you will. So they were really, really good at, at, at posi- positioning themselves and riding that wave. Uh, but anyway, w- what is your view on this? What's the, I how did they succeed in this?
0: You, you personally said it already in your question, Sorry. <laughs> they, they actually built their own <laughs> reputation through years. Yeah. And this is a key points for any influencer marketing to be a successful one. They ride the tweet wave and the crypto space as well. Mm. So they focus a lot on awareness, on having a stable product, Mm. an attractive portfolio of games payments. And I mean, riding the crypto space in a particular time where everyone was interested into crypto. Yeah. I mean, here we are talking about a big giant mm. with uh, 250 million transactions <laughs> per day. So it's, it's not a, cho- a joke. Um, I think the secret was to actually build up the reputation through years. Mm. They always focus on sports partnership. I mean, I'm not a big English footballer, but but they did they did close uh, massive collaboration with several clubs. And recently, they uh, also penetrated the boxing events. And then with Drake, they had chosen a brilliant musicians Mm. to actually represent their voice. And they work on several uh, platforms to stream that kind of uh, yeah. uh, him playing or him cashing out mm. <laughs> or him yeah. actually um, winning uh, throughout to several channels. Mm. Um, so I think they really thought strategically mm. who to engage, the massive um, audience and reach that they would have got. And uh, they had also plan B when Twitch banned them, they immediately built up and launched kick.com. So I think they were quite smart. And obviously we are not here talking about the responsible gaming aspect (laughs) or the generous bonuses that are giving out. But from a pure marketing point of view, they were definitely super smart in choosing the type of influencer with that type of reach With definitely a big affinity towards Mm. their product, which is a good and great product. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. And maybe that's the secret sauce. Like again, like it's not, even though to the outside world it might just look like the big streamers. But before that, there was there uh, there is a great product. I actually think they have a fantastic product. Um, They are very strategic. They know what they're doing. They have the whole player journey mapped out. They know how to work it, and then. On top of that, they also were sort of riding the Twitch and the crypto uh, waves to some extent. So maybe it was the perfect storm. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> it definitely worked. Uh, and how? What is your view on today? Now, so now we're two thousand uh twenty-three. We've witnessed uh, a number of brands uh, sort of do this, and providers as well, etc., etc. Uh, is the power of streaming and uh, and influencers still there? You think uh, to the same extent, less extent? What do you, What do you think?
0: Yes. Yes. It's still there. Yeah. And I think there are other layers to actually evolve in something else, which with the power of AI and uh, the machine learnings, I believe we are going to pass from a classical sponsorship with micro big influencers to robotics virtual influencers. I mean, I've been now looking into this space for quite uh, for quite uh, time for yeah. quite a long time yeah for quite a bit, but um, I believe that this one could be an opportunity. Okay. Uh, there are uh, several virtual streamers yeah. which are the most uh, the top popular ones and I can mention some names. they sound a bit weird.
1: Go for
0: it. <laughs> one is um, Lu of Magulu. Another one is Emmy Malu, and the third one has a very weird name, which is Nobody Sausage. Like I really invite Nobody everyone, Sausage. Nobody sausage. <laughs> I really invite everyone to look into these <laughs> virtual influencers yeah. because they are entertaining around yeah. forty millions of users. Wow. There are most of them from Brazil, or they have within their script something that has to do with Brazil. Yeah. And fun fact is because I think a couple of years ago, Brazil incentivized all the 3d and audiovisual production in the country. So everyone was actually putting big budget in producing and creating these 3d virtual influencers. And if we think about it, our industry, it could be quite a game changer. So imagine if uh, the most famous character of uh, Book of Death becomes alive and becomes a virtual influencer? What if the main character of a brand comes alive and uh, we build a story around him to attract and speak with their own players? I mean, uh, I think that apart from the initial budget, that this initiative required, because you need to invest quite a lot in rendering and producing the 3D character, not only, you need to build a story, a script, Uh, you need to have clear strategic goals. Then there are a lot of benefits, including the way you could monetize on that avatar, with virtual goods, with uh, clothing, with um, in-game skins, with several things, is tele, Teleported everywhere. So I imagine you should learn
1: wrong. from uh, Disney or, yes, uh, or Barbie.
0: Why not? Why not? <laughs> actually, Barbie, a, Barbie is a bit, one a, of the
1: first uh, virtual influencers to some Barbie, extent,
0: <laughs> Actually, Barbie, as, as a virtual influencer, has been verified on Instagram as really? a virtual influencer. Oh, yes.
1: Go. They have yeah. the blue tick. They're paying the uh, Elon tick. $8, $8 yes. a month. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> so when we speak about virtual influence, obviously it's sort of like influence marketing 2.0, if you will, we're upgrading to, to the virtual world now. So still within the virtual world, I guess there's also sort of two directions. So we have had for uh, some time now the... Um, uh, let's say, it's still a human being behind the the character, but they use face rig or VTube or something to become uh, a a character or a cartoon. Um, they can change their voice. They can do all these kind of things. So in effect, it could be 10 different people hosting one character. Uh, so it gives a lot of operational flexibility, I guess, to the company, uh, but still operated by a human, so to speak, uh, in the background. And what you're saying now is, AI powered virtual influencers. Yes. Uh, so ChatGPT going crazy in the background or whatever yes, the system is. or
0: or, or other tools. Yes. I recently try, uh, tried a tool called DidiCom, okay. uh, which is able to track your um, facial uh, emotions and you can actually make any image talking and moving the lips and sounds like uh, um, a, a virtual influencer talking. So imagine a virtual influencer streaming. I mean, uh, there is definitely brands and operators can capitalize on it. First of all, they don't need to pay another celebrity to do that.
1: They work whenever (laughs) you need it. It's
0: (laughs) teleported because you can really with a multi market strategy, you can maximize and capitalize with an opportunistic strategic goal there. Mm. And um, you are able to build a new immersive interactive experience towards a new target audience. So the maybe the question mark is, are our current most profitable players attracted by this new way?
1: Mm. Yes, or no? What do you think?
0: I think um, will be definitely more attractive for the new generation. Mm. However, if to the new most profitable audience, um, we introduce step by step new concepts that can leverage their experience, mm. there is a good chance and a good opportunity for them to embrace. Mm. I think everything is um, based on the way we propose and we market any new, uh, new experiment yeah. that we try to do. The ultimate goal is for the business to create another revenue streamline, mm. but um, obviously the players is always at the center of this uh, ecosystem. So we want them to
1: has to be attractive them- to the players, right? Yes, so there's obviously um, virtual AI influencer in the sense of it's clearly a character like Gonzo or or you know whoever you wanna you wanna do. But there is also the um, uh, clone of a human uh, versus. So again, uh, could could we see a future where, uh, uh, for example, the live dealer providers of the world who employ thousands of dealers today, uh, eventually, uh, let's say at least part of them could be replaced by virtual AIs, so to speak. Do as in because we would be so good at mimicking uh, 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 a real human, so to speak. uh, that, that could replace that, uh, uh, that experience, so to speak, or do you still think the player will, uh, obviously we're talking years into the future, most likely, but I see it's going fast. Um, or do you think there will still be, um, a, 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 a human aspect missing in, in that or, uh, what, what, sh- what do you think yes. and how do fast I... do you think it will happen? Yes. The way
0: I envision this is not having robotics or virtual characters replacing the live Mm. dealer. Mm. The way I see it is how brands could maximize on the opportunity to have both. and use them in different ways. So for example, um, we don't have yet a live studio with a live dealer in Japan. So why not build up a virtual influence, a virtual live dealer in our case, Mm -hmm, in this case, mm -hmm. that looks like a human. Mm -hmm. So perhaps perhaps players won't even recognize or see the difference Mm. to have that kind of opportunistic way of dealing with um, some missing pieces that a company uh, might have. This is one option. The other option is build up a virtual influencer, um, which can become again, the ambassador of your brand to attract players. Yeah. So one is more as more an engagement and retention goal. And the second option as more of a an acquisition goal. Mm. So you build up your brand, your own brand robotic influencer, mm. you build a story around it and use that to attract the players how Making this character and um, doing things that people love outside the gambling space, mm. perhaps dancing, talking about traveling and music, and within that space, start introducing the games and the excitement of watching a streamer. Again, I envision these virtual influencers streaming for the brand. Mm. So it's quite exciting. Yeah. Um, I cannot reveal too much, but within the weekend, the company that I work um, for, uh, we've been working on a similar project. you have a
1: secret coming out soon? Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, we have a secret coming up soon.
1: <laughs> that sounds good. Will I be invited to the launch party, Valentina?
0: Yes, you will. Good.
1: Happy to hear that. Okay. This is so exciting. We could probably make a whole podcast just around uh, influencer marketing and virtual influences, but uh, we have uh, we have promised our listeners to go through five things. So let's move on to the next one. Um, the next one we spoke about was uh, AR filters, uh, basically. So if you don't mind, just explain us what is an AR filter and why should we care?
0: Yes. So augmented reality is a technology that combined um, computer generated elements, within the physical world. So it's this kind of um, combination between computer, um, real time uh, and physical world in one uh, ecosystem. So the augmented uh, filter is something similar to Pokemon Go. For example, Mm -hmm. you obviously need advice to uh, scan your surfaces or something where you want to position that computer generated image, and you can have this interaction with this element, which is not real, but make the real life augmented with something else.
1: A layer um, on top of reality. Yes. Probably. It's funny yes. when you mentioned Pokemon Go, it, if, if we think back, so first of all, when when did it launch, Pokemon Go? Is it... It, to, to,
0: 2003, and
1: three, four. Was it that long ago? Yes. Wow. Yes. So, uh, but um, I, I, for me, I think I, I remember, it, I don't know, I would say like uh, seven, eight years, 10 years ago, something like that. I saw it for the first time. And it was impressive, first of all, how early it was. And still for such a, or it felt early to me at least. And even with it being early, how they managed to get mass adoption. I mean, the amount of people that were running around with their mobile phones trying to catch, uh, I mean, not only kids, right? It was uh, it was adults, it was everyone doing this. Uh, everyone was talking about it at the office. It was, it was really a wow moment. Uh, but then if I think after Pokemon sort of craze died down a little bit, I haven't really seen something of the same... Magnitude of Pokemon Go, like that mass adoption. I've seen a lot of brands playing around with it, experimenting with it, and very sort of niched or segmented or you know only for my target audience. But sort of that sort of mass market AR play, I haven't really seen since Pokemon Go. I don't know if if you have some examples. Maybe I didn't look close enough. No,
0: I mean, I mean, Pokemon Go definitely was um, one of the best case, and was a long time ago, maybe maybe I was wrong before it was not 2003, but around 2010. But yeah. still, yes. it's like, it feels like a fe- <laughs> long time. time ago. Flies. Um, I think that within our industry, we didn't see yet any important mm. um, case study mm. around it. But if we look outside our industry, there are massive application out there using augmented reality. If we think about Google Earth, Mm -hmm. actually, Mm -hmm. you can now travel and have this augmented reality where the the, the monument of the city that you are uh, visiting is popping out, out from your mobile, Mm. you can actually see the restaurants that you want to book um, uh, a lunch. So it's definitely here around us. Is not completely developed or explored yet Mm. within um, our industry. I do feel though that if we look, okay, in a futuristic way, thinking about new ways to attract a new generation, which is younger than me and you for sure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What are you saying, Valentina? (laughs)
0: Um, It could be, again, a way of engaging. Um, players who are right now, um, really um, keen at buying digital goods within a game. Mm. So if I look at again, perhaps my kids are still very, very young, but they play on Roblox. And they ask me to actually buy the sofa, the kitchen to build their own house. So if we look at augmented reality as a new technology to build an extra layer of interactivity
1: Mm.
0: within the game. Mm. I think even for the slots and the casino world, there Mm. is a massive opportunity. So imagine if now we had our mobile, and we could actually scan the surfaces and the slot would have pop up in front of us. Yeah. (laughs) We could play together. Yeah. We could maybe have extra incentives of bonuses, yeah. uh, we could hear the coins coming down. Yeah,
1: uh, We need some hologram thingy popping up uh, maybe as well. Um, but on the Roblox point, I mean, that, that would obviously be fully digital, right? And not really augmented reality today, right? But, but maybe you could imagine a Roblox version where <laughs> they, you actually put us a layer on top of reality. Uh, one application I've seen that again it wonders me why it hasn't sort of kicked off more or more people are using it or talking about it is um, um, uh, when uh, you have your home and you want to do home decoration or whatever it is that you can just uh, take your mobile point on the wall and uh, it will actually display the Ikea, uh, you know, whatever piece of furniture you want in your own uh, living room. Uh, so you can see the, the dimensions and stuff. that. So I know that it's there, um, <clears throat> but still haven't really sort of, I don't know, gotten into the mass uh, marketing uh, side of it. Another example is um, buying clothing, uh, where as well, you know, uh, people can, uh, instead of only having the website or going to the physical store, you can uh, you can use or some other clothing uh, um, uh, companies offer this at least a sort of uh, you know sh- camera yourself so to speak and choose whatever top or or jeans you want to see on you and you can actually see it on yourself. But still, I, I, again, I don't know if it's because of my age, but I'm not. I, ha- I have it for some reason it's it's not really pushing through. And every it's like like if you ask ten people, maybe one person have tried it, but it's not something they use every day. So is there, that's my view at least, so is there any sort of blockers to, is there, so for example, when we speak about VR, there's the headset. Um, Is there any blockers in AR, sort of technologically that is hindering it from becoming mass market? Is it still too young and the technology is not good enough yet to really be adopted by the mass or what's your view on it?
0: Okay. So for sure, from a tech, a technological point of view, yeah. okay, yeah. you add a layer of action mm-hmm. uh, within the mm-hmm. customer journey. Yeah, because people would need either to have a QR code and yeah. scan it yes. or again, scan and have a device to have that augmented reality. Um, I think is not yet um, a kind of mass market adoption, because of the purpose so when something has a purpose in real life, then it becomes adopted by the mass market. Mm. So I think right now is more um nice to have thing yeah. rather than a must. Yeah. But I can guarantee you that very very soon, at least the way I see it, outside our industry will be coming will become much, much more popular. And they do believe that with um, a specific product or vertical, or um, a social gaming app, this could be a great, Mm. a great way of attracting a young audience, which I have no doubt, will actually put money through it, because they are digital native. And they want to spend money on mm. digital content. Yeah, yeah. So I I see that this could come yeah. a mass market adoption.
1: Cool. Nice. And w- within iGaming, have you seen any good examples of AR or uh, sort of uh, brands or, or operators or anything really using using the technology?
0: No yet. As part of the campaign, that I could reveal much about. Yes. We worked on augmented reality filter. Yeah. Uh, which is more similar to the TikTok filter or Instagram filter, mm-hmm. rather than the augmented mm-hmm. reality, the mm-hmm. one that actually pops up in front of your of your eyes. Mm. Um, I didn't see any good example within our space, mm. um, but I think this discussion leads very very well to our fourth trend that I believe will come up very, very soon. Yes, which is a buzzword. Yes, is fidgeta, fidgeta, Yes. fidgeta marketing.
1: So physical,
0: physical and digital and digital fidgetal. together. Yes. So two words that are blending together to offer um, a much more intense and engaging experience to the user. Um, if we take examples outside our industry, just a uh, inspiration yeah, yeah 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 go for it. But recently, we need some of the inspiration okay, okay. from
1: outside <laughs>
0: recently recently, Samsung built up a big uh, interactive um, touch screen, I think it was in Germany uh, where they were they were displaying the new samsung um, phone, and they asked through a massive campaign digital and outdoor people to queue in front of this touch screen.
1: Okay, so it was um, in the middle of the town the square of the town kind of thing. Square, yes. there was a massive screen,
0: massive screen okay. with this uh, mobile display. Okay. There were a lot of distractions around them, dogs barking, motorbikes running, uh, and they needed to be uh, silent staring at the screen to get home the Samsung, the new Samsung. Samsung.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: So this is an example of Fiji cell. So, Fiji's, uh,
1: so they would just so if I wanted that I would have to figure out where this town square is, where the screen is standing, and in the middle of the commotion I would have to stand completely still kind of thing in front of the screen. And then what would happen? They would register that I had done they would
0: that. Register what that you have done that? So some
1: sort of sensor yes, technology. Yes. Nintendo they were all, Wii. All yes. All cameras. Yes. It was
0: like living a video game. Yes. When okay. we talk about augmented reality yes. and digital mechanics, yes. it's more like yes, living yeah. a video game within the real time yes. space. Okay. Nice. And they could actually get home with their mobile. Nice. So there was the physical presence yeah. of someone. Yeah. A touch screen yes. digital space yeah. within, and the mobile, the mobile to, yeah. to 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 bring them with them at cool. home. Cool. Um, and there was another example in I think South Korea, so far away from 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 Malta, um, where um, Tesco. Uh, displayed uh, on big screen in the underground
1: didn't even know Tesco existed in <laughs> South Korea.
0: Supermarkets, there were big supermarkets uh, displays as people were entering the supermarket and people could scan with your QR code okay. to actually get the grocery home. So-
1: so it was a screen, Delivered. or it was a physical There was, there store. was a,
0: screen. There a was screen. A screen. A okay. screen. A screen okay. with all the uh, kind of uh, food and grocery, yeah. grocery displayed, yeah. and people could scan, okay, uh, shopping while they were uh, commuting, yeah, and get the grocery home.
1: Okay, so nice. This
0: is another example. Obviously, again, outside of our industry, yeah, uh, but especially uh, perhaps in U.S., yeah, um, we. Could 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 be a mechanic where yeah. a land-based casino.
1: Yeah, we were speaking about that, right? So I think if we uh, if we look at the U.S. and and again, a lot of the operators in the U.S. Uh, have a land-based property or multiple land-based properties, and you know the buzzword of all the CEOs of, of the big companies for some time has been an omni-channel or connecting the two the two worlds. Um, uh, so this could. Be a way of doing that, but uh, so do you have you seen an example or can you think of an example maybe how how that could take place?
0: I I think Caesar Entertainment did that, where they actually um, provide digital um, rewards Mm -hmm. or they had some kind of digital interactive tables Mm -hmm. that people could interact with. And I believe I was reading recently that there are a few others big land-based casino mm-hmm. where they offer the players to redeem the bonus mm-hmm. on uh, digitally. Mm-hmm. So again, there is this fusion between the two yeah. worlds.
1: So you're saying a, 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 a player or a guest that would be in the land-based environment would uh, obviously, you know, use the casino, or the hotel would gain some sort of reward but that reward would be redeemed digitally. Yes. So what's the difference between um, like a, a loyalty card or a loyalty system? As, a, as in, uh, Is there a difference between the digital, or, or is that actually, if you have a loyalty system that where you can seamlessly move from land-based slot machine on the floor to, you know, you win 500 euros, $500 in the US case, to then going home on your mobile and those $500 will be available or there's a QR code you scan and that's it. Is is that the definition of it or like is that fidgetal? I guess it is fidgetal.
0: I, I would define fidgetal with maybe two, three words. One is interactivity. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you need to have um, something that you interact with. Mm. Both physically in the real world and digitally. Yeah. Then immediacy. You need to have something to to give the player instant gratification. Mm. Mm. Needs to happen now. Yeah. There mm-hmm. on the go. Mm-hmm. So it's different from the loyalty cards because actually you get points. Yes. You redeem and you have a final price. Yes. I think phys- digital needs to happen now.
1: Instantly. Yeah. Instantly. Mm-hmm. So a loyalty system would be like you get some points, and then next time you can get the hotel room twenty five percent off or a free dinner in Gordon Ramsay's restaurant or whatever it yes. might be. Okay, so instant and and uh, fast, basically, fast. immediately you can whatever you earn physically, you can immediately redeem digitally, yes. I guess, or the other way around as well. No, you can earn something digitally and exactly and and use it physically as well.
0: So there is this kind of um, always on gamified experience yeah. within the digital mechanic yeah. mechanics. Yeah. Because if we look at our online behavior, we also want things immediately. Yeah. We search for something and we want things think now. Um, timing is becoming a bit of a luxury thing. We expect brand to answer back immediately. We expect customer care, when there is a problem, and Mm. we don't find our bonus, the bonus on our balance to fix it immediately. (sighs) So I think all these human Mm. uh, aspects are affecting the way also, the brand is approaching new markets, new products, and the final customers. Mm. Because I think in this economy of um, creators, streamers, influencers, powered by AI, augmented reality, Mm. virtual reality. Mm. The ecosystem is large and vast and the experience needs to touch base all these new venues. Yeah. So it's a much, much more complex <laughs> yeah, it way is. of looking it is. At, uh, at things.
1: Yeah, I, I think the U.S. land-based uh, uh, property owners have so many opportunities as in uh, like, and maybe there some of them are doing it already, but the, I don't know. Like, I, I think there is the the good old-fashioned uh, loyalty program. They try and make it omnichannel and you know whatever. If you play on a slot and you win something, I think most operators are. are already or almost there at making that seamlessly digital as well so you can play offline or online as you wish but uh, what i have not seen yet is okay all the hotels also have a ton of restaurants so when you go to the restaurant and you get the bill uh if you uh, if you i don't know if you spend more than a hundred dollars or whatever there's a qr code you scan it and boom you have ten dollars on your online account uh if you uh, go to starbucks ten times in a row inside the hotel, then, you know, that also triggers something uh, on the online, the nightclubs, the shows, I mean, there's so many places where you can, uh, you can connect it to the to the digital digital world. Uh, So, yeah, I think there's so much potential, it's super exciting. Um, What about uh, other examples uh, within iGaming of this I think you mentioned was it was it Unibet you mentioned there was an example of Unibet yeah.
0: Unibet launched uh, I'm not sure mm. in which market mm. launched or, or at least tried yeah. to launch an app with um, interactive features mm. including an augmented reality mm. um, uh, uh, mechanism yeah. um I I I will create a post around it and post it on my LinkedIn. To give give, um, more insights. All
1: right. Very good. Very good. Okay. Moving on to the last one we have. uh, And I might have a bonus question for you. But (laughs) let's see. Uh, We also mentioned uh, voice assistance or voice assisted uh, iGaming, effectively, or or casino or sports betting. So, uh, yeah, again, what is this? Why should we care about it? What's the benefit?
0: Okay. So, again, perhaps we are talking futuristic here. Mm. But if we think about our daily routine, I have for example, Alexa mm. at home, mm-hmm. and I with my family, ask her all the time about several things. Mm. Um, I do believe that in different um, verticals of our industry, voice assistance assistance will become uh, a tool to communicate an easy tool to engage with the players, especially in certain instances, customer care, Mm. for example, Mm. or instead of of uh, instead uh, of searching your favorite slot, or your category, Mm. you could actually ask Mm. um, the app or uh, or uh, the the, the actual brand inside to show up in play on that particular um, slot, you can actually enhance with the right technology and talk with your friends amongst your friends while you are, I don't know, playing uh, roulette Mm. games. Okay, so I see an application of voice assistant. Yeah. um, Definitely easier, perhaps for other verticals. Mm. Uh, such a sports book, for yeah. example, but yeah. within the casino space, I do believe there are instances mm. where this will become. I think.
1: Yeah. So uh, what I could what I could see maybe is like you say you have Alexa at home, uh, and I think within sports betting it would make sense to say, hey, uh, you know, Alexa, uh, place a bet on Liverpool, Chelsea, uh, whatever. That's something. fairly straightforward. It's fairly. Um, Let's say non-emotional. It's, it's 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 a it's a fairly simple thing to make a coupon and, and take the bet basically. So I think that that makes sense. Um, in the casino space, like we spoke about in, in the in the prep call, like it, it casino is a is a very different ball game. Like as in it it's a lot of it is down to the graphics, the visuals, the sounds, the golden coins, the all the to try and make it that sort of uh, emotional connection, if if you will. So how so. Would it still be sort of like how do you see voice assist playing into that? Um, is it more like a Siri for an online casino as a sort of that can like an assistant that can help and guide you? Is that is that what you're thinking of, or do you see other use cases or applications within? Casino? It's
0: definitely it's definitely an assistant. Yeah. So again, the application of having a voice yeah. assistant when you approach the customer care, mm. instead of uh, being upset because something happened or the game is not loading, mm. and you are very furious and start typing could be a way of uh, actually uh, for the player to explain what's happening by voice and get um, reply, which is more um, calm mm. or engaging mm. rather than a cold text. Yeah. And again, when we see it uh, from um, a multi-language point of view, voice assistant mm-hmm. powered by AI mm. could actually leverage mm. everything that we do. Yeah. All the trends, to be honest with you, all the trends that we mentioned, mm. how are powered by AI. Mm. I think AI now is the woke up call, you know, for all the brands that have this large amount of data and uh, could not really leverage the data-driven approach now it's a must now the good marketeer will be using all the AI tools to make either the work faster or more productive but the excellent marketeer will be using ai to create something which is not yet possible so th- there is i i think a lot of advantages in applying Nowadays, things that might enhance a better communication with the players, better productivity, and obviously uh, after evaluating the costs and the benefits of, of all the trends that we mentioned
1: today. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Very good. Now was, I was in, when you were talking, I was also thinking about um, you know if you look at um, the world of video gaming. Um, so they are playing the same game, uh, the multiplayer games, right. And we're, we're doing that as well, but then what they have is the audio layer. So everyone has headsets on and they can communicate with each other, uh, which obviously makes sense when it's a strategy game and you have to help each other. You're on the same team kind of thing, but within the casino space, we're seeing a lot of a lot more in terms of multiplayer casino games or uh, you know I mean the, uh, the company I work for every day with live spins, that's also multiple players uh, coming together as a group sort of uh, playing with a streamer um, and these kind of things but could you envision adding an audio layer as well so players not only can play with each other but they and they can today they can chat with each other at least in live streams. Um, but could you maybe add an, an audio layer to that would that even be uh, would that even be used by players or they are they can't kind be of bothered or obviously you can't use it in products where you would have uh, you know collusion and uh, and you know poker play pe- people playing up with each other but maybe in the, um, the and casino th- space in the rng space maybe there could be some applications there i don't know Did to they, add another dimension i don't know yes
0: i mean we don't know the reaction. Okay, the beauty yeah. of of marketing in general yeah. is that, in the ideal world, you um, run some kind of a, of a focus group mm. and understand mm. the need yeah. why we need an audio layer yeah. while we are watching a yeah. streaming. Yeah. But if we think about gamified mm. experiences, mm-hmm. where there is a, a layer of um, multi. Playing engagement mm. community, uh, where you reward the player who is actually speaking at the streamers instead of chatting only. When you yeah. give a star, mm. a virtual coin mm. that can be used across several other uh, yeah. verticals for engaging products, and
1: for adding to the experience, basically. Yes. Yeah.
0: Why not?
1: Yeah.
0: Why not? Yeah. I think in this uh, creators economy, yeah, the video gamers. The streamers, the players, are really the focus point. They are shaping what we do. Mm. So I would not exclude it, a place or a space where players watching a streaming event could participate with an audio layer. Mm. Uh, yeah,
1: maybe okay. not all the way I mean, to no. video, but audio could be the. maybe. <laughs> Okay, no, very video, good.
0: No I think video is a bit more tricky. Yeah,
1: I think so too. <laughs> Might not be so. Uh, but with a compliant. filter, with a filter,
0: <laughs> yes, they could actually yes. join with an augmented filter. <laughs> yes,
1: exactly, exactly. Okay, um, those were the five trends, but there is a bonus, bonus question here. Um, so it's not really. Um, I guess it's. Um, I don't know. Let's check in on an old trend. Let's call it that. So, I don't know. What is it? Uh, a year and a half ago, maybe even just a year ago, uh, at least that's how it feels, uh, everyone was uh, raving about the metaverse. Facebook became meta, blah, 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 metaverse, next big thing. And now suddenly we have chat GPT, and everyone has forgotten about the metaverse <laughs> to some extent. But um, so first of all, what is your definition of the metaverse and more importantly, is metaverse dead or is it still alive or it hasn't <laughs> even been born yet or what's what's your view on it?
0: Definitely has been a buzzword. I wrote about metaverse one year ago. So yeah. you're right in terms of uh, was, it, what, was it one year, it was I mean, one year you ago? Okay, good.
1: Um,
0: <clears throat> so my definition, let's start from the definition, okay? Um, I see the metaverse as um, a platform where all the technologies and some of them we mentioned today, um, VR, uh, augmented reality avatars are um, put together. I don't think is that is in his incubation phase. Um, maybe maybe the best example for us to define it to understand what the metaverse is, is second life. hmm. So it's a parallel Mm -hmm. universe Mm -hmm. where you have all these avatars that are controlled by humans. And you can become something else, which is not the same as in your (laughs) real life. And if we think about the old definition of um, Neil Stevenson in the Roman Snow Crash Mm. was exactly this. So he, he envisioned a world where there were more than 250 millions, I guess, avatars controlled by humans.
1: We think, at least. Yes. <laughs> Maybe they will be controlling us. Who who knows by then? Who knows? Who
0: knows? Who yeah. knows? Who knows? Yeah. But yes, I see as um uh, as a um a parallel. Word yeah. has not been built yet. Yeah. to be honest, it, has th- it
1: died though? Is it is, it, no. is Metaverse gone? No. Or will it come back? I uh, don't think. I, uh, I, once I, people are oh, so fed up of listening to more ChatGPT posts and uh, cheat sheets and all these kind of <laughs> things, then is Metaverse gonna sort <laughs> of um, up <laughs> pop up again? And people will sort of understand? Okay, well, ChatGPT, AI, virtual influencers are actually all let's say. Um, Uh, small pieces that or not small pieces, but pieces that fits into or can be applied into this bigger piece or platform or, you know, parallel universe, as you call it, uh, call the metaverse is is that? Is that what's going to happen? You think?
0: Let let me share my thoughts. I I think that artificial intelligence um, fuels all different type of technology, including the metaverse to me, as a term has been misused. And, and conceptually, because of um, Zuckerberg, changing the name from Facebook to meta, um, made things a bit more complex, complex and Mm. and confused. Mm -hmm. So everyone was talking about metaverse because of meta, but in reality, it's nothing to do with it. Mm. What I'm not so sure about is if the metaverse will be a decentralized platform.
1: Okay, a decentralized platform. Decentral, I okay. don't
0: think we'll be able to have something in the future, which is fully decentralized. I think someone or more than someone, mm. a few giants, mm. will still own
1: own the, the, this, this yeah. space. Mm.
0: And we could define metaverse again, second life or few people define, define Roblox, um, a metaverse, mm. um, if we'll be able to build live casino slot within the metaverse, it's another topic. Yes. We, need, we need to come up with another podcast <laughs> yes, and, talk, yeah, about and it. talk about
1: that. But um, <laughs> uh, but. Um, what, speaking, this is a marketing podcast first and foremost. But within within the metaverse, um, uh, however you define it, uh, so if it's not dead yet and it, it's still sort of alive, we haven't really figured it out yet. Maybe it will resurface, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, uh, are there any marketing opportunities, uh, and especially marketing opportunities for for eye gaming uh, within that?
0: Uh? I I think the marketing space as a completely new. Um, way Mm. of looking at brand Mm. and things. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been starting working in marketing 17 years Mm. ago. Mm. Today is a completely different uh, game. Mm. There are opportunities, which are, I think will be riding on the strong knowledge of old marketing notions. But with a different um, paradigm, with with a different way of looking at things. Mm. If before we were worried about uh, looking at the business to consumer strategy or business to business strategy, today's we can we can we need definitely to look at the business to avatars Mm. strategy. Mm -hmm. If we are going into a world where there will be a lot of avatars that you could create across several um, platforms, then it's important to look at the strategy that you have and what uh, you make out of the avatar. Um, When we look at branding, uh, we need to define not only the goals, but how the brand could be incorporated Mm. in every and each communication that Mm. the player or the user will have with each touch point. So I think there will be a lot of more Attention to a story not only storytelling, but story experience is the full experience that you want to build mm. um, when you launch a product, when you launch a casino. how all this will be integrated in our traditional casino or sports book. we need to see. As yeah. an industry, unfortunately, we are a bit slow. Uh, sometimes in applying things that maybe could um, or are working uh, in other industries because the truth is that depending on the markets and the regulations okay you you have some restrictions so you can uh, do certain things and be very and you need to be very very careful in applying other type of initiatives um, the truth is that uh, experimenting new things uh, is not easy. You need to have the gut and follow your instinct and uh, be patient to see the return is it's much easier to implement a quick affiliation marketing activities rather than invest on branding.
1: Yeah. And, <laughs> a, and a CEO that supports you in that uh, explore, exploration. I agree. <laughs> Very good. Um, cool. Let's uh, let's move on to uh, a few predictions, if you don't mind, uh, <laughs> okay. Valentina. So uh, I've written down uh, three uh, questions, and I would love to hear uh, hear your predictions. And look into the crystal ball for the for the future. <laughs> so speaking about the metaverse, if we fast forward to two thousand and twenty-five, so a year and a half from now, or two years from now, as you as you see it. Um, where will the metaverse be in 2025 you think?
0: I think we'll continue evolving. We will have a better definition of the metaverse and um, we'll be able to identify platforms that can be called metaverse and others that are just platforms, where there are several, several technologies working together, I think we will be um, in a space where we can define what is metaverse. And if we see it as a parallel universe, it's already a step ahead compared to today's where there is all this confusion.
1: It feels like it has been a year and a half of brainstorming (laughs) what is the metaverse and and what are we going to use it for? And we're still in brainstorming mode. We still haven't sort of come to an agreement that this is what it is and this is how you can apply it and this is who controls it or fully decentralized. So, okay. So we'll see what's the space. Okay. Next prediction here. Will Mark Zuckerberg still be the CEO of Meta in 2024? So one year from now.
0: Yes, I think yes. Is to where 24. It's cl- very 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 close. So I think yes, it will be the CEO. Maybe in five seven years time, I'm not sure. But yes, in 2024, he will be the CEO of Meta, Instagram, WhatsApp, and maybe other yeah. <laughs> other platforms. Yeah,
1: he will have bought bought Microsoft, and then but he must be in a in a hot seat at the at the moment. That's for sure. Okay, and last but not least, um, so in recent news, Apple announced the vision pro so will apple's new vision pro become the first sort of mainstream vr device will it actually go from early adapters and people who are experimenting and and you know having fun with it to actually becoming i think that's what everyone is wondering is this device strong enough is apple the right company to do it Uh, that with the launch of this device, or maybe version two of this device, if you will, but that the Vision Pro actually will take VR into the mainstream uh, and not only the early adapters anymore. What do you think?
0: I think that is um, a great way for Apple to penetrate this space. They did an excellent, excellent communication pitch around this product. I'm, I'm afraid it won't be um, as market adoption. The product is super, super expensive. Um, I believe if the wearable devices becomes smaller or um, will look like more as um, sunglasses and will be cheaper. Or I actually imagine Something even smaller, a badge or something that you can wear, without covering your eyes. Maybe, but I don't think the product as it is now, at that cost, will be adopted massively.
1: What if Vision Pro Two will be at a thousand dollars nine ninety nine? <laughs> then what?
0: <laughs> I I think depends on the timing okay if it's going to happen in um, one year time i think will be still too early but in two three years time with a smaller devices a more familiarity with the vr concept and again to me is very important the utility of um anything that we do online, if there is a purpose, and could be also a very um, stupid pur- purpose, <laughs> but, then, a purpose but a purpose nonetheless, yeah, yeah. then there are more chances for that particular product to become accepted by a lot of more people. Again, given that the technology is great, given the fact that the design is great. I mean, uh, it's just amazing. But I think at a lower price with more familiarity around the uh, concept of VR uh, with um, a purpose, utility. Yes, I do believe that can become a mass market product. Eventually, Eventually yeah. I
1: see very much the vision pro or, I mean, obviously like you, if we describe the metaverse as a parallel universe and sort of like a place you can step into, then you need to access that somehow. Yeah. And, uh, and, the, the, the vision pro or, or whatever headset you'll be using is the current, um, the, the current front door, if you will, to, to, to the metaverse. Um, and, um, I think mass adoption will follow the size of the device, honestly. Uh, so I think, uh, at least for me, it's definitely going to remain niche. Uh, it's still a pair of skiing goggles you have to put on your head. <laughs> and no matter how comfortable, lightweight, all these kind of things, you make it. Um it's still going to be a limited time that people are going to wear this. Then you have the price as another blocker, right? So even at a thousand dollars, even if you remove price, you still need to put on something. Yes. And, and I just don't believe in that. That's the blocker for mass market. If you, if they manage to make it as strong utility as you have with the goggles, but in a pair of sunglasses or a pair of glasses, then you will, Take a big step forward, yes. but I don't think it's going to be until either contact lens stage or Elon Musk's Neuralink yes. <laughs> or whatever it will be that it will it will reach mass. I, I honestly don't think so because it, that, it's such an important thing. Because if you're gonna to get to reach mass mass market, there's the price, but it also has to be something you can comfortably. Carry with you uh, uh, at at the majority of your time, basically, maybe except for when you're sleeping. Um, So, uh, so I I, I think I think there's still a while to go.
0: A while to go, for sure, for sure. I really imagine a a badge that we can actually put on our jacket. Yeah. I don't. I see a future where we have less things to wear Mm. or to carry with us. Yeah and something more agile, yeah, uh, to be comfortable with yeah. and I have the same kind of experience of uh, from a technological point of view.
1: <laughs> yes. Wonderful. But, you know, this has been a, a great conversation. I really enjoyed your company. You have so much uh, great knowledge and uh, you really keep up to date. So <laughs> I feel like a dinosaur sitting next to you here in the, in the same room. Uh, but, uh, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, any last comments or remarks from your side? Uh, any, any topics you want to bring up or?
0: Thank you. Thank you, Michael, for having me here. And actually have one last thing. Yes, just one more thing. One more thing, which I think, which I believe could be considered in a way or another one. um, Partially, a way of um, looking at fidget the micro betting uh, as a, as a trend and topic, Mm -hmm. micro betting within a live event. Um, could be the next uh, kind of uh, uh, way of uh, looking at things from What play your point of view
1: We'll have to see how it unfolds Yes watch this space <laughs> All right thank you Thank you so thank much you. Valentina take care. <laughs>